Entrepreneur on Fire, 643. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Protect your family, protect your future. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com and enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. 99designs has thousands of designers from all over the world ready to tackle your next design project. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Dumas here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Brian Kreuzberger. Brian, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. All right. Brian is the founder of BreakthroughEmail.com, the cold emailing system used by thousands of businesses all over the world. Over the last 18 months, his clients have used his cold emailing system to generate thousands of meetings and close 11 million in new business. Brian, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Sure. So I personally, I grew up in Northern California in Sonoma. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I was a swimmer for a lot of years, swam competitively at University of Arizona, moved around, and now I've got two beautiful kids and a beautiful wife, and uh, I change a lot of diapers when I'm not helping my clients. Awesome, Brian. We're really going to be diving into your journey as an entrepreneur, failures, aha moments, the successes that you're currently experiencing. But before we dive into all that, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Brian, take it away. I've been reading uh, Richard Koch. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, you know, the 80-20 principle and uh, also, you know, the star principle. And one of the quotes I like is, um, and I actually have this on my computer, it says, disassociate effort from reward, focus on the outcome you want, and find the easiest way to them with the most pleasure. So, you know, that's kind of been a a guiding light for me lately, just as far as, uh, you know, really focusing on what matters. So talk to Fire Nation for a second, Brian, about this 80-20 principle, because it's a fascinating one. I'd really like to kind of do a deep dive into that. The idea to me is, you know, not all effort is created equal as far as the outcome. And, uh, you know, there's a story that uh, it was about um, Jose Canseco, and I was a baseball fan. Jose Canseco was a uh, batter in Oakland and part of the Bash Brothers with Mark McGuire. But what they said is that, you know, Jose Canseco at the time made something like, you know, $20 million a year. And ultimately, he was getting paid to hit home runs, and he'd hit 40 home runs, but he'd take you know, 2,000 at-bats. And the moments that it really mattered were those at-bats where he hit the home runs. And all the other preparation, all the other everything else was great, but you know, he was, if he could just increase his home runs, he could get paid more money. And you know, that was the actual... Um, effort that that really led to his outcome and there you know obviously there's a lot more that went into it but it's just really focusing on what can i do today that is going to directly relate to the outcome i want 
versus all the other stuff that I'm getting pulled into doing. So my understanding is kind of that 20% of your activities and your output will actually produce 80% of your results. Is that kind of what these books are kind of focused towards? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's just a, it's more of a a guiding light. Like even like 4% of your effort will produce 96% of your results. Right. And then it, it just keeps, uh, you know, kind of algorithmically changing from there. So as entrepreneurs, we just need to kind of keep focusing and drilling in on what really is producing the results. For Jose Canseco, it was absolutely home runs. For what you figured out doing, it was how to write that email to get that foot in the door. And for other people, you know, it might be how to pull that fish out of the Northwestern River in Canada. I mean, it could be anything, but what is that small percentage that is relating and resulting in the big results? And real quick side note, whenever I hear Jose Canseco, it's like sometimes one of those like unfortunate like images in your mind of a sports center moment where he went to catch a pot fly that was at the warning track. So it was out there. It was deep and he was running back for it, but he missed the ball completely. It hit him in the head and bounced over the fence and was a home run off of his head. And that's just the sports center image. I just see over and over again when I hear that name, Jose Canseco. Yeah. And he was the best at his game, right? At the, at the time, right. you know, and, and you know, the, the ball still hits him in the head and uh, <laughs> bounces over the wall. So, you know, it, it kind of gives you an idea a little bit about failure and, you know, and dealing with failure. So Brian, we started this interview off with a great theme, like really drilling into our listeners, Fire Nation, the importance of finding out what those small activities or not necessarily small activities, but the small percentage of activities that you're doing every course of every day that are really producing the big results and then just really doubling down on them, so to speak. And let's kind of take this theme forward as we focus onto your journey now as an entrepreneur, because You've had some great successes, Brian. You've had some great aha moments, but you've also had some failures. And I want you to tell us one story of one failure that you've had in your journey and really take us there, Brian, and share with us the lessons you learned. 2005, I was out of college, probably three years at the University of Arizona, and uh, I was in my, in my second job in Newport Beach, California as a creative agency, and and I was doing sales, I, I really, like, I, I grew up in kind of the dot-com in the 90s in San Francisco doing internships, and my idea always was, like, listen, I can have my own business, I want my own business, I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to do this thing. So I started this company called Lower My Meds, which was essentially a comparison shopping site for prescription medication. You know, if you ever heard, like, lowermybills.com, right. and... You know, and you would get paid a, an affiliate or referral fee. Uh, I'd been working on it about a year. I was funding it off of credit cards. And no one in my life knew how much debt I was in. And at, at the time, the, I think the most I'd ever made was about $50,000 in a year. And I was $50,000 in credit card debt on you know, seven different credit cards. And I lived in a, you know, a condo in Newport. And I didn't have any customers, and I was just really focused on the creation of the business. And I remember walking by the mailbox. You know, you kind of open up the door, you walk in the lobby, and you had to walk by the mailbox every time to get to your apartment. And 
all I knew was it was going to be credit card bills from companies that I had, you know, no money with. Uh, sorry, I had no money, you know, to to pay, and I was actually just just kind of just moving the money around between, you know, seven different credit cards. And my roommate didn't know, my girlfriend didn't know, my parents didn't know. Everyone was kind of wondering at the time, like, how am I, you know, living day to day? And and you know, at this point, I was like living like on you know on top ramen. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it just you know, I was maxing out the credit cards. They're all at like twenty percent interest. You know, I just I felt like I had this you know this secret inside of me that like I couldn't tell anybody, and I really just felt ashamed. And I just finally decided, I'm like, listen, I you know I have no runway to continue with this business, and I can't advertise because I have no money, and. Uh, I need to get a job, you know, and, and so, you know, at that moment, I just, I kind of finally, I was, I was at my breaking point and I just, I couldn't go any further with the idea, no matter how great I thought the idea was. And, um, so I just, I finally decided to get a job. Well, being up in Newport beach, I mean, you probably resonate with this as well. And down here in San Diego, we have them as well, but they seem really prevalent, like up in the LA area and specifically Hollywood and we refer to them as the $30,000 millionaire where there's just these people and they're typically in their late 20s, early 30s where they're rolling around in BMWs and they're going to fancy dinners, but then they're going to work five days a week at a job that's paying them thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars $40,000. And you're just kind of scratching your head and being like, wait, where is this money coming from? How is this happening? And you know that credit card experience that you have experienced is such a major pain point for so many young and aspiring entrepreneurs and just people in general who just find themselves getting caught up in this hole. I mean, sometimes it just starts with charging something at an actual mall that you really should not have even bought in the first place. And then that becomes credit card number one. And that just spirals. And before you know it, you're $50,000 in debt. So Brian, it sounds like to me, like you weren't really doing that crazy thing where you were $50,000 in debt, but still going out to incredibly fancy dinners, driving around in $80,000 cars because you said you were eating top ramen. So I was living, you know, and I was living by the beach, so life wasn't that bad, right? So life wasn't that bad except for the secret that you were carrying around. Yeah, except weights. for the, the fact that, you know, I had no income, I was spending more money. It, you know, for me, you know, it wasn't a car, it wasn't uh, clothes. What it was was it was this, this business that this idea, this entrepreneurial dream that was making, you know, it's kind of like when you're in Vegas and it's late at night and you're on the blackjack table and you start making really poor choices, <laughs> you know, because you're like really emotionally involved with trying to win, you know, win the money back when you're in the hole or, you know, it's late at night and you, you're up a couple of grand and you start betting $500 hands and all of a sudden it's gone really quickly. So, you know, for me, it, it absolutely was something emotional, but in this case, it was just, you know, my business. What was the breaking point, Brian? What finally made you say, I'm going to get a job? Like, what was that moment? Actually, the breaking point for me, so I was working with a lot of the Canadian medication companies, Canadian pharmaceutical companies, and they were essentially re-importing the same medication that's, you know, that's 40% cheaper. And I saw something, I was at the gym, I saw something on CNN, and at the time, they weren't really enforcing it. And they, there, was an art, like, there was a news article that essentially they were going to crack down on those companies. 
And, and I think Google also stopped the uh, pay-per-click. So I kind of looked at that and I'm like, you know, man, this isn't even illegal. Why am I going to like go further into this, you know, and really try and pursue it any further? So you hear, Brian, especially in the entrepreneurial world so often that you're going to go through a dip when you start. Like everybody goes through that dip and it's those people that just persevere. Those are the ones that always succeed in the, in the end. And Seth Godin wrote a whole book about the dip. And there's a lot that's true about that. A lot of people have survived the dip and persevered through the dip and come out on the other side and have been really successful. And there have been other people who have given up right before they could have continued to push forward a little bit further and had success. But then there's sometimes, Brian, you just have to look at yourself and say, you know what? The only way to get out of this hole that I'm in is to stop digging. And it seems like that was the point that you got to. I definitely believe in like the perseverance, but at some point you also have to be, and I hate to use this word, realistic, but you, you have to realize like what your resources are and, and like what your time time is. At the time, uh, I didn't have any resources. I would have to, to start all over. And, you know, I was, what, I was 26 years old. You know, there's still a lot I could learn. So I, uh, I decided, you know, I'm going to move to New York City and I, I want to learn more about search advertising. And, uh, you know, and that's what I'm going to do. So I'll have a, a company essentially pay me to continue learning and continue developing. And, uh, you know, and who knows what will happen. So Fire Nation, this just underlines and highlights the point of the importance of really doing something that you feel inside resonates with you. I mean, Brian, he had some misgivings. He was at the gym. He saw a lot of things in the news that really gave him even further doubts that finally pushed him over the edge. But if you're going to spend your time, your energy, your money as an entrepreneur, really make sure you're doing something that you believe in, that you believe is making a positive and powerful impact in this world. And that's going to get you through the dip. And that's going to make sure that you realize you're not in a hole, just digging a deeper hole. And Brian, let's transition to the other end of the spectrum, which is the aha moment. I want to hear a story of a time, Brian, that you had an aha moment, a light bulb went off, you took action. And walk us through those steps after that moment that allowed you to turn it into success. You know, moved to New York City. I worked for a firm for, you know, about a year and a half. And in the beginning of the year, and, and I think that like the, well, I'll save the aha moment. But in the beginning of the year, we, our VP of sales, you know, told us what the comp plan was and what our quotas were. And I pretty much could look at the entire year and say, there is no way this is going to happen. Right. Like I'm not set up for a success, but his problem was, you know, we went out and we raised like $80 million in funding and the CEO had promised the board that we'd have like this, this kind of revenue growth. And then he gave that to the VP of sales and then he gave that to the sellers. And, you know, I was one of the sales guys there and I I looked at it and I was like, this is going to be a grind all year. I'm not going to make any bonuses and I'm pretty much set up for failure. And, um, I had this other firm that was kind of knocking on my door, wanting to hire me, wanting to hire me. They ended up getting some funding and I negotiated with them and and essentially had them guarantee my whole base, my whole bonus and a signing bonus. And then I had commission upside on top of that. Um, So it was like, it was a no brainer. And I, and I went to that company 
And, you know, I was, you know, I ended up being a rock star and it ended up, you know, changing my life uh, and, you know, and helping me buy a place in New York City. But, you know, for me, the aha moment was, you know, it, it's really, it's like, if, if you're playing the wrong game, like, you know, you need to either play, you need to play a new game, right? And I was in, I was working with one company and it was just, it was the same guy, but like just moving me from one company to the next, it was a totally different, uh, totally different outcome and a totally different life for me. How do you know when you're playing the wrong game? I think it takes a little discipline. When you look at what you're doing, you know, if your gut instinct tells you that something's not right, you know, I, I would potentially look for other options or at least look at that as an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to kind of evaluate what else is out there to get after the outcome you're after. So Fire Nation, you always have options. You have options to do an incredible number of things and it's all at your fingertips, especially at this day and age. So settling is just not something that you should be focused on. It should be taking it in, what you're doing, learning from your current mistakes, failures, and successes, but then looking to apply it towards some other venture. And Brian, let's move forward here into your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Share that with us. And I moved to this next company and, you know, I ended up doing really well financially. It, it took about a year and, you know, I got to the point where, you know, I was making a hundred thousand dollars a month, uh, you know, with this firm and it, and the money was great in the beginning, you know, it was great to pay off the credit cards in like a single check, right. Or a single, you know, monthly check. Uh, it's great to pay off the loans, but you know what? What actually meant more, much more to me was um, my dad lived in California. My dad loved tennis. Like he would, he would watch tennis on a Saturday and fall asleep, and he would snore, and he would like his feet would be up. And we only had one TV, and there's no remote. So this is back in the early '80s, and I'd always want to try and change the channel. <laughs> and you know, he he'd always like wake up the second that I change the channel. And he'd say, oh, you know, I was watching that. Yeah, and I wasn't was, sleeping. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was always watching the U.S. Open. It was one of the, the major tournaments that he'd watch, you know, Wimbledon. And tennis and golf are like the two most boring sports to listen to. I mean, they, they'll just put you right to sleep. And anyway, I, um, I flew him out to New York. And, you know, he came out, just him, and he stayed with me. And we ended up going to the finals of the U.S. Open, and we were, you know, probably like 15th row, and we also had box seats. And uh, and actually, a good buddy of mine had kind of set it up, but uh, it, it was just it ended up being this magical night, this great game. This Argentinian guy beat the you know the favorite, and I just had so much fun with my dad. But just being able to have the resources to. Say, Dad, you know, fly out, come out, let's spend the weekend together, let's go to this yes. game, on me, you know, steak dinners, um, you know, it just, it meant so much. And, you know, a few years later, he died, and, you know, these, that, those moments are, like, what I remember. And, you know, if I didn't have the resources, there's no way I could have, you know, could have even seen him that weekend or, or you know, had that time with him. 
Wow. I mean, that's an incredibly powerful moment. And Fire Nation, that's what, as entrepreneurs, we work so hard for is moments like that, life experiences, not necessarily material things, although those can come as well, but it's those life experiences, what you can do for others, you know, really getting into whatever favorite charity that might be. Like I'm really getting deeply involved in Pencils for a Promise right now where we go down to Guatemala and actually build schools and just do great things down there now that I have disposable income. And and I had, I had a moment with my father as well, Brian, where he actually looked at me one day and he was talking about different ways that I should structure my finances, et cetera. And he, he kind of made the off comment. He goes, you know, I mean, this is just me telling you, I mean, I've never made as much money as you have, but, and then blah, 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 blah. But like when he said that phrase, and like I could just see like the pride in his eyes because you know, as a father, you always want your son to take it to the next level. And like that was him saying, John, you've taken it to the next level and I'm really proud and excited and ecstatic that you've done that. So, I mean, Fire Nation, that is a kind of moment that you bust your hump for and you work for, and it is all is worth it when you get there. What, what did it mean to you? What it mean, meant to me, Brian, was that I had succeeded in my father's eyes, which was incredibly important. I mean, my entire life, I he'd always been proud of me. I graduated college on an Army ROTC scholarship, so I served our country for eight years as an officer. He was proud of that. But then I got out, he was like, okay, so what's next? I tried law school, I quit. Tried corporate finance, I quit. Tried commercial and residential real estate, I quit. He was a little bit worried. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't saying so much, but that moment when you know I was 33 years old, so it was just last year when we were having this conversation, and he said, those words in a kind of haphazard way. But I mean, what he really was getting across was John, like you've made it. I'm proud of what you've done. You're a success at this moment in time. I am like resting easy because of that. That's awesome. So Brian, what's also awesome is what you've done with your business. And I want to bring our chat, our journey we've come on so far to present times and talk about your business breakthrough email. Talk to Fire Nation about the one thing that says you really fired up about what you have going on today. The thing that has me really fired up is that we're actually generating meetings and appointments for our clients. And we're doing it on a performance basis. So what we're really, really, really good at is getting people you know, in the door with you know, really large corporations, really complex sales, enterprise you know, type stuff. Um, and, you know, and we can do it for people as long as they have a great product and, you know, they just need to find more customers. So we're actually, we're doing all the work. Uh, we're doing it on a performance basis. We're taking all the risk. And um, <laughs> I sent out an email to our list and we had something like 50 companies apply to the program uh, <laughs> off of one email. And it was like, you know what? This is this is much more in alignment with what people want. You know, they don't want to take a risk; they want to see the proof. And uh, so, I'm I have back to back to back calls with uh, you know CEOs of different software companies and technology companies who you know they just want more customers and they want more leads and they just want to get in the room so they can you know help their customers. But the thing that you know I guess really excites me about the business is I always had the problem of like. I'm a sales guy. We've got this great, cool product. I was in my 20s. Nobody ever knew me. Nobody ever knew of my company because we're brand new. I had no leads. So I had to just go out and like make it happen. But 
you know, I've been able to teach, you know, something like 11,000 companies over the last year and a half how to email and how to get people to respond to your email and invite you to a meeting. And, uh, you know, and once you know how to do it, it's actually pretty simple. And, you know, and that's been cool because they've got great products. They can help their customers. Their customers have a better business because, you know, they have those, you know, the entrepreneurial, um, changes that, you know, there is a better way, like with, you know, the products and services that our clients have. So, you know, it's just, and and it's literally an email that's the difference between them getting, you know, the account or getting like the introduction and not. It's all about getting that foot in the door, Fire Nation. That can lead to so many opportunities. And, just listen to Brian's story. I mean, he just didn't stop swinging the bat. You know, he started in his 20s and whiffed a couple times, hit a couple strikeouts, but he kept stepping up just like Jose Canseco, who was also a strikeout king, but he hit 40 home runs and he hit him when it counted. And Fire Nation, you can too. So Brian, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Dedication, passion, and pride. Three words that describe entrepreneurs. Yes, and also soldiers. When you get both at once, sweetness follows. At least in the story we heard about Ryan Classy. At the age of 22, Ryan worked 10 to 12 hour days on Colorado Air Force Base. Yet he still found time to create a new company, Classy Toffee, during the late nights. The company creates fantastic tasting toffee, and for every box he sells, Ryan ships a box to an American soldier stationed overseas absolutely free. Pretty inspiring, right? Ryan didn't have a ton of extra time or money to spend on design, but he was able to get a quality logo at a great price at 99designs. His logo makes a strong visual impact. For small business owners like Ryan, 99designs is the perfect design partner for everything from logo design to packaging. Ready to start your own success story? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Planning for your future is important. I don't have to tell you that. But I know firsthand that there's a lot on your plate when you're building your own business. It can be easy to forget important steps like protecting your assets with LLCs, S-Corps, trademarks, and more. Insurance, financial planning. Yep, that's also your responsibility. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a single place you could go to for all the legal help that you can trust? Someone who can provide you peace of mind that your finances are legally protected. Great news, it exists. LegalZoom has been helping clients for over 13 years, and their services are developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Visit LegalZoom, and they'll take care of you from start to finish. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com, enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. So that's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. So Brian, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. I have no idea what this is. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Financial resources. What is the best advice, Brian, you've ever received? Believe in yourself. Brian, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Integrity. 
which is, you know, really honoring your, your word and doing what you say you're going to do. Brian, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I love one password, like the number one in password. It's, uh, it's awesome. It's just, it's all your, uh, all your logins, uh, and you can like buy things just like with one click and you don't have to remember all your logins for all the different websites. I love it. I use something very similar called LastPass, and they're just yeah. great. They're both very similar. And wow, Fire Nation, if you get tired of typing in and going and looking up and searching for all your passwords, this is pretty epic. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Brian Kreuzberger. And Brian, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, Ready, Fire, Aim. I thought it was a good entrepreneurial book. Uh, and the premise is essentially, you know, get, get working sooner and, and also like have more alignment with where you have a competitive advantage. Think and Grow Rich is like my all-time favorite, if you haven't read that by Napoleon Hill. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Brian, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, Brian, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd open up an email account, right? And I would, um, essentially, I would offer to do what I'm doing in in business uh, for some other companies on a performance basis. You know, I would just I'd figure out, since I don't have the resources and can't travel, I'd figure out some companies that are in my, you know, in my area and, um, and offer to work, for, you know, work for them for free. Fire Nation, Brian is all about getting that foot in the door. What can you do in your current life, in your current journey to get your foot in that right door? And Brian, thank you for being so inspiring and open and honest with Fire Nation today. It's not easy to talk about carrying around secrets and $50,000 in credit card debt. And obviously, we're at a happy ending right now, but that was really powerful for a lot of people listening out there today. So let's end with you giving Fire Nation, Brian, one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The best way to, to find me is just go to breakthroughemail.com. You know, we have a, a cold email template where you can, you know, check out the, check out the email system. And um, parting advice, I mean, the, the advice I have is that, uh, the, you know, the big mistake I made in my first company was I, I was too interested in developing the product and not getting it out in front of the customers, Right. So I just, I spent all this time on the idea and the product and the creation of that. And I wasn't really thinking about the customers and the sooner you can go out and get and have that customers help design it for you, the better off you're going to be because you're going to have all these different iterations of, you know, of what you're going to do. And at some point also you're going to need revenue. And, you know, when you need revenue, uh, <laughs> you need customers, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, 
your customers are all out there. You just need to connect with them. So, um, you know, and an email, like an email literally is, is so simple, right? If you determine exactly what to do and say, uh, just unfortunately, most emails are, are really just pretty terrible. But even like you and I, like, how do we get connected? Via email. Via email. <laughs> now we're here. And now, you know, if you're listening, that this is all because of an email. Fire Nation, once again, get that foot in the door. Email's an incredible way, and Brian shows you some incredible methods. And Brian, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today at eofire.com. Just type Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. And Brian, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Fire Nation, podcasting doesn't have to be hard. Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week where I share the step-by-step process of how to create your podcast. Visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 